Joker? Yeah, Joker. Joker Walking from Mass Phoenix? Effect. Oh, from shit. Mass Effect. Welcome to Basically Tall Tales, a collaborative short story podcast featuring tales you can basically call tall. My name's Jared. I'm Adam. And I'm Todd. Each week, one of our writers will write one-third of a story before handing it off to the next writer to either continue or finish. The first writer will get to choose whatever genre they want to write in, and the other two will just have to deal with it. Today we have a story by me, Jared, with the first part of a new story. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe for more stories each week, because we're always writing more comedy stories, and your social media interactions keep us going. Without further ado, do here we go my story this week is called partner swap for um hot i'm into it reasons yeah, at hot. the moment i'm not sure i explained but <laughs> You certainly didn't to us. I guessed no. what it was, and you you just let me do that. So yeah, well, because you were wrong, so I let you guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't write a very low stakes story about things. the defunct TV show. I did not know that was a TV show, but I am not surprised. We're That's living in such an age of decadence and degeneracy that, yeah, of course it's a TV show. D- oh, did a <laughs> Chappelle show make fun of that? He did, yes. yeah. Right. That's what yeah, he, yeah. And I was like, she's like, are you going to have sex with me and take your pants off? And he's like, I'll just put my penis through the hole. Oh, did you uh, Did you hear we talk, when we were talking about Game of Thrones in that one episode, I just bleeped out the name of the show. I know. I don't feel like that was necessary, but I thought it was, it was funny. funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. not at all. You're allowed to mention that a show exists you yeah. can without getting sued. Nothing... It can be a fun little thing. <laughs> like, there's nothing socially controversial about Game of Thrones, other than and neither one like, of us had seen that. Spoilers. There, I didn't want to. We spoil were not it. getting it. I didn't oh, want to spoil it yeah, for listeners. Spoilers for a show that ended five years ago yeah no no house of the dragon oh yeah i didn't watch so see that. we still don't even know what show you're talking about because you edited it for no reason <laughs> yeah cut this <laughs> it was funny it was funny oh i'm pretty sure he's just gonna start from the title yeah oh, okay yeah well all this is getting cut yeah all right well my thug world ninja so. turtles let's get started my story this week is called partner swap for reasons that hopefully will become evident ronnie felt the jolt of glenn with three ends ship slamming into the side of his own you gonna pronounce it like that every time yep he's he's a very (laughs) he's his name gets mentioned twice so yeah Uh uh-huh it's, he doesn't show up in my story. He'll he'll hopefully show up in one of yours. All right, but that well. is the correct pronunciation of his name is Glenn with three N's. 
<laughs> it's not pronunciation so much as reading it with extra words. We didn't even read. You could have written it out, Glenn, with three N's, but you just wrote Glenn. You spelled it with three N's. Yep. I would pronounce it Glenn, and if I ever write a story about Glenn, that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Fine, fine, fine. Here, I'll I'll fix it. (laughs) (laughs) There we Uh, go. All better, right? He's got three Nintendo Switches. Bruh. <laughs> Something like that. Article oh, at the wait. fucking front of the sentence. It, well, because it's <laughs> highlighted there. There we go. What? Oh, there we go. All right, guys. This I is how you write. You guys are clicking too. This is how you write a story. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm just gonna take right. it from the start. Yep. Let's hear about Glenn with three hard ends. Yeah. Ronnie felt the jolt of. Glenn, with three ends, ship slamming into the side of his own, then felt the force of the wormhole pulling him apart, atom by atom, then reassembling him and the ship in what his sensors told him was a completely different sector of the galaxy. This isn't right, he said to himself. Why do I feel like my cannons are misaligned? Confusing feeling, to be sure. And when did my thrusters burn out? And when did I get thrusters? And cannons? And sensors? A voice came over the ship's comms. Hello, can anyone hear me? We would like to apologize for any inconvenience. Passing through our wormhole may have caused. But really, you should have registered yourselves in the species database before entering. So if you were not put back together properly, you'd have no one to blame but yourself. Uh, Enjoy your day. The incorporeal voice faded from the ship with that, and left Ronnie with an uneasy feeling. He didn't like the implication that he might not have been put back together correctly, though it might explain the unease he had over his cannons being misaligned. But alas, no, he must be whole again. After all, he could see on the monitor he was still sitting in the pilot's seat, looking around the ship He saw most of the crew were starting to wake up. As they gained more consciousness, he noticed a degree of pain setting in among some of the crew. They were all having pretty similar responses. They wake up, check themselves for injury, then double check for something else, panic, and run around. Some of the crew were less reactive, though. Commander Wadaloop, for instance... (laughs) (laughs) It's not that weird. It sounds like a good name, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It does, yeah. Oh god, it sounds like a uh, Walpole isn't as well. That's like a historical dude. Very historically British. Oh yeah. It sounded like you wanted to say like Guadalupe, but then <laughs> Command Herr Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Yeah. Sure. One of those soft G's. Oh Wadalupe's also that fucking toy kids play with that they roll on the ground, right? You have that stick? I don't know. The barrel hoop. I don't and they know. I think I have heard that, that referred to as a stick and hoop, though. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Fuck you too. No, I had video games <laughs> as a kid. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> he sat bolt upright, then proceeded to stare at the wall for a time. So Ronnie summoned him to the cockpit. After about ten minutes, Ensign Jane showed up instead. You summoned me, pilot. No, came a voice from the computer. I summoned Commander up Waterloop, Ensign. Please go find him, if you would. Look, clearly you somehow haven't figured this out yourself, but we have all been body-swapped. 
I am, in fact, Commander Waterloo, just as you are, in fact, our pilot, Ronnie, and not the ship's computer. Your body here seems to have taken on the ship's personality, the commander said, shaking Ronnie's still form in the pilot's chair. Ronnie felt a moment of panic. What would the computer do to his beautiful body? He quickly settled down. However, when he checked the cameras around the ship again, it was outright panic. People running back and forth down the hallways. He saw Waterloop's body walking rather daintily towards the bridge while Ensign Rowe and Wilkes were staring at each other as they punched themselves in the face and yelled that the other was weak. <laughs> okay, okay, meat brothers, I get it. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of personality to swap there. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, huh. Well, that explains why I can detect a ship approaching rapidly. A moment later, they received a hail. Hello, we are the Roxafrans. We received your mayday. Is there anything we can do to assist? I assume that's what a Roxafran sounds like, yeah. yeah. No, Roxafran is the name of the ship, I'm pretty sure. No, it's... It's the, the people? Name of people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Commander Waterloo took the reins on this. Yes, please. Our systems seem to be fully intact, but... No, sir... The air conditioning on deck six is running suboptimally. Also, my calendar and clock functions seem to be down. <laughs> Ronnie interrupted. Never mind that. Critical systems are running fine, correct? Yes, sir. Except for the air conditioning on deck six. <laughs> it's critical for the comfort of the crew on that deck. <laughs> oh, shut up. Waterloo grumbled at the computer before continuing with the other ship. Can I ask you a question? Who are we addressing, and have you seen our sister ship around? They aren't showing up on our scans. Hey, you saying I can't read my scanners correctly? Ronnie was hurt. There are only two ships within scanning range. Your ship is right. You are the only ship nearby. We haven't had contact with any ships like yours any time recently either. Captain Spiv didn't want to get in the middle of this clearly complex commander and ship relationship. Waterloop needed more information, though, so he pressed their helpers while dutifully ignoring the whiny ship. Sorry, I've forgotten my manners. Who, may I ask, do we have to thank for this timely assistance? I am Captain Spiv, of the Roxafran ship Reckless Endangerment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to meet you. Whereabouts do we find ourselves? We were pulled through a wormhole, and our star charts can't seem to pinpoint an exact location, given current data. You are currently in the Tri-Sigma Cluster, on the edge of the galaxy. There is an open planet two light years from here, where you can get fuel and supplies. We will send coordinates. However, if you need nothing further, we will be on our way. This is definitely a Jared story. Everyone's so helpful. <laughs> yeah. At that, the two ships parted, and Waterloop had to come up with a plan. A task which he was not particularly suited to. But he's the, he's the captain, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ronnie, let's head to get supplies. Yes, sir. And while there, maybe we can fix that air conditioning. It's really bothering me. <laughs> yes, maybe. With that, the mercenary crew left to start finding their missing comrades and plot the long trip home. Upon arriving at the supply station... The crew was immediately assailed by the usual corporate beggars, asking for tax breaks and trying to find haven planets where they can form their leech companies to take advantage of local inhabitants. 
Guadalupe gave them some information on his home planet. They were always looking for an opportunity to do something horrible and then tell everyone they were just trying to help. After the corporate barrage came the technophiles. They were particularly interested in Ronnie, but he was far too creeped out to deal with their shit right now. Maybe later. This was followed by many looking for work and others looking to hire the mercenary crew. It was with this group that Ronnie began to find out what had happened to them. It started with Jonas. He approached, initially looking to hire the crew in order to wipe out his girlfriend's company's holdings so he could feel superior to her. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh, damn. Hello, so are you interested in helping me with this? (laughs) (laughs) That's the asshole voice. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. That was great. <laughs> Guadalupe had sent a response to Jonas's inquiry because he had offered an insane amount of money for the contract. Ronnie had been left to deal with the actual business side, while Guadalupe took Ensign Jane, who was stuck in his own body, and a small squad of moderately competent soldiers <laughs> to try and find a way home. Walking around the space station just confirmed for Guadalupe that he was out of sorts. He hadn't signed up to lead this mission. He and Glenn with three N's had been partners. <laughs> but Glenn with three N's was the brains behind the operation. Guadalupe had just been the pretty face. And now what was he? Not even that. Stuffed into this girl's body. He was physically exhausted already. So he turned on the occupant of his former body and shouted, Why would you sign up for a mercenary force? when you can't walk around a space station without getting winded. That's not fair. I am a sniper specialist. My only job is to lay down where I can't be seen and shoot unsuspecting people, not run around all day like you grunts. She shot back at him. That's no excuse. You are still a soldier. No, I am a mercenary. There's a distinction. The army has soldiers. They are trained in physical combat. I have just a natural talent for killing. No training needed. There was a quiet moment while Waterloop considered this. He was only somewhat annoyed that she had a point. (laughs) Being angry at her was the easier option, though. You won't be letting my body decompose to this state. Starting tomorrow, we will be exercising together until we get our own bodies back. You aren't going to turn me into some muscular monstrosity. No, sir, you won't run a meter. (laughs) (laughs) They glared at each other for another moment before Waterloop spoke up. Fine, but if I see you not working my body out, I will go to town on you. There will be muscles in places you didn't know you had when you get this body back. (laughs) Uh, Going to town on you. (laughs) Ensign Jane shook with rage and remorse. I don't know if you are threatening to work out or have sex with people, but if I find out you've been doing either, it will not end very well for your physical form. Oh, (laughs) jeez. The staring match they had only ended when Sergeant Zam spoke up. Shouldn't we be getting on with this? The fuel and all? Zam is right. Let's get going. Actually, sir, I'm Burnk. Zam and I switched bodies. Just the names. <laughs> Noted. Now shut up and answer to Zam for the foreseeable future. 
I can't be bothered relearning everyone's names right now. The small squad of soldiers all nodded, they themselves struggling to pick up on who swapped where. I was wondering, though, what are the rules for intimacy? Burnt asked after a moment. Yeah, we should probably go with a solid no intimacy policy. Unless agreed upon by both parties, and even then I'll have to think through the implications of people wanting to fuck themselves. <laughs> themselves? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I went with both parties instead of all parties. I, the implication I mean... being people would want to have sex with themselves <laughs> in another body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just wondering how much this crew was doing it before the swap. <laughs> like, what kind of crew is this? Yeah, I don't know. How pro oh, mercenary professional. <laughs> The conversation was left at that, and they continued to the fuel providers along the main promenade, where they picked up fuel enough, hopefully, to get them home. Meanwhile, back at the ship, Ronnie was greeting the man who claimed to have a job for them. Yes, nice to meet you, Mr. Jones. We may be interested, but we need a little more information first. What is the company your wife runs? Ronnie was going to try everything he could to get out of this job. Yes, of course. She runs a company that aids damaged and lost vessels, then either kidnaps the crew and leaders, or directs them to this planet for a fee from the local council. Oh, the Rocks of France? Yes, have you come across them on your travels then? Yeah, they directed us to this planet, in fact. We came through a wormhole from the other side of the galaxy. They seemed pretty friendly, if not a bit creepy looking. My girlfriend is a member of the race I will have you know. However, they must have seen you as some sort of threat if they didn't enslave you immediately. How fortunate for you. Alright, I felt bad for her earlier, but now I, I don't really. <laughs> exactly. Well, like attracts like, I guess. Well, we are a mercenary group, heavily armed, as apparent <laughs> by even a basic scan. Let's get to the point, though. 50,000 units to wipe out their ships except for the flagship, yes? That's the gist of it, and none of this can come back on me. Since the scumbag's friend seemed to be a scumbag as well, Ronnie figured, where's the harm in killing people who are horrible to others, and accepted the contract. That's a slippery slope. <laughs> so, we have some idea of where they were. Do you know where they usually hang out? Oh, they'll be around the wormhole you came out of for the next couple of months. Every few years, that sector gets heavy traffic from wormholes depositing flotsam, collected over the years. <laughs> years? <laughs> yes, years. Everyone refers to them as wormholes, but really it's an ancient travel system that predates any modern cultures. It seems to occasionally get overloaded and deposit ships here for some reason. And how long does this last? Oh, for about two months every ten years. Hmm. My internal clocks and calendars seem to be down still. What what year is it? 3,597, by local reckoning. Year the snake. <laughs> oh, fuck. Thanks. We'll get on your mission as soon as the commander returns with the fuel. Ronnie was reeling. They were seven years in the future from when they had started. As Jonah shuffled off back to his miserable life... Waterloop returned with most of the company he had left with. They had lost some members to the allure of shiny rocks and overly complex legal documents. 
but in all, their mission was a success. After explaining what he had learned from Jonas, the commander decided he couldn't be asked to deal with that sort of nonsense. Time to travel, and chose to take the mission and keep looking for Glenn with three ends ships so he can make the tough decisions. And with that, they headed back to their previous location to begin the hunt. So we got a mercenary company in a mm-hmm. in a sci-fi galaxy. What were they yeah. originally doing? They they were doing something originally. That uh, was Glenn's plan. Yeah, but I Sorry, did not I specify what. This again. Oh, you didn't? No. Okay. Yeah, no, it just seems like they were some kind of mercenary group. Quite unclear what they were doing. Yeah. Well, whatever it was, yeah. it was. I assume it didn't have a uh, a time limit. <laughs> I don't know. So they didn't no. know it would take seven years to get through the wormhole when they went in it. Yeah. Or mm. it was an accident that they got put in it. Again, up to you to decide. I think. Yeah. Mm. I think. Well, anyway, at this point, I guess it seems like the motivation is they're gonna want to figure out how to get back in their own bodies. Yeah. So. And get back home. Yeah. Unless they start to enjoy their new bodies. Oh, they want to get yeah, back home. Be... To... Yeah. Okay, because we got the uh, we got the Roxafrans. That's an alien race. That's pretty yeah. cool. All we know is that they look weird. And yeah. but most of the people on this ship are like humans, you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they got pretty normal names, except for Glenn with three N's. <laughs> and normal for Burke. my story at least. Yeah. Zam. Zam I do Burke, like these Guadalupe. Yeah. And then yeah. we have things like Mr. Jonas. <laughs> yeah. And Ronnie. So yeah, you gotta throw in something weird every now and then to throw people off. I definitely pictured Ronnie. that this was like a lot of uh, Mass Effects. I don't know, kind of Mass no. Effect, not fan fiction, but what's the word? Like just set in the Mass Effect universe. <laughs> so fan fiction. So I was totally just imagining. You didn't really go into detail where they were walking around, but I was totally just imagining it as being like the, um, what's the name of that big space station? You guys played it more than me. Citadel? Yeah. Citadel, yeah. Yeah. Or you said they went to a planet, but... (laughs) Yeah. In fact, so I I really enjoyed the first Mass Effect, so I... Because I liked running around the Citadel a lot. And I just always ended up in that one, like, kind of, uh, that one hallway that connected three different areas. I really liked that one hallway, if you know what I'm talking about, where the, where the doctor was and, and the news reporter lady. Oh, Oh, okay, yeah, Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Yeah, you know that one. to the merchants. Yeah. And the merchants area. Yeah, yeah. So I was imagining them being in that area. (laughs) really specific my head was being real specific (laughs) we got a fun setting for a story definitely yeah Uh, got some some mercenary group lost in time and bodies they got all kinds of problems but (laughs) maybe it's just because 
because in Jared's stories, either. everyone's pretty reasonable. They all sound like, oh, well, we're, this is just a thing we'll have to figure out, I guess. But maybe later. Yeah, but Let's go was, get fuel and lunch a, first. That was kind of the joke I was going for, like, with the... Because yeah. you always say that everyone in my stories sounds reasonable, so... I set it up so those first people, the rocks of friends, they... You set me sounded up. Sounded reasonable, but they were considering taking the ship and murdering the passengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you you got me. I think I even yeah. said, "Oh, it's a Jared story." More reasonable people. <laughs> yeah. You saw that one coming. Yep. Ooh, subverting expectations now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. That's an advanced writing technique, uh, <laughs> listeners out there. Um, people are going to exactly. have expectations, and you should subvert them. You should fucking shit Especially on Especially when those expectations are from just one person. <laughs> I, I think... I think at least, at least one other person shares that belief. I think, Adam, you agree with me, right? <laughs> I mean, a lot of Jared's dudes are reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, say that's yeah, a, I'd yeah. say that's a reasonable sure. assessment, at yeah, least sure. in his last universe. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the the one with Glort, <laughs> Glorda, <laughs> Glorda. That's it. And what yeah, a what yeah. a fucking wonderful fantasy name right there, as well. <laughs> I do love your penchant for names. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I. Uh... Typically, either take names of people I know and kind of twist them into something weird, or I just put sounds together until it looks like a name. <laughs> I mean, honestly, without developing like a conlang, I think that's like probably the best approach. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah probably. Well, part of. Uh, part of the good thing of me thinking that this sounded a lot like a, like a Mass Effect, or like that was an easy kind of, like, um, mold for me to fit the story into, mm. hearing it for the first time. Part of the good thing about that is relying heavily on, on all these kinds of like sci-fi tropes, um, meant that you were able to just get right into the story. So, um, yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah, uh... the, you didn't have to establish stuff like no. You know, I get that people it, travel by wormholes sometimes, <laughs> and <laughs> that uh, refueling your ship, like just stopping by a planet, because even yeah. that could be problematic, you know. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it could be. But uh, but apparently they were able to just dock pretty easily, you know. They didn't really have to jump through any hoops. They were just like, hey, we want to stop here and get gas. And they're like, yes, this is the pit stop planet. No problem. <laughs> just pull yeah. right in. Well, I I didn't really state it directly, but I kind of... My implication was the... The planet was kind of run by the corporation types, you know. So they yeah, take yeah. anyone in. Out of the yeah. hopes that they could sell them something they didn't need as well as whatever they needed. Yeah. You know. 
that kind of world worked in my head, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I wrote parts of the story a long time ago and edited uh, edited them into a new story for this because I was telling Todd earlier, I initially wrote it for basically sci-fi and um, like as an in-between my ongoing story thing i was gonna have little adventures with the mercenary group but i we decided to change the format to what we're currently doing so i kind of never went through with the story so i just re-edited it to if i was gonna write this out into like a like a really long longer form serialized thing then I would mm-hmm. definitely have them stay body swapped for like a really long time. But yeah, if we're thinking about this being like a three part thing, mm-hmm. the most immediate thing that stands out to me as a problem that could be solved in like a short story would be the body swap thing. So I imagine that yeah. it's just kind of like their primary goal. Yeah, either they yeah, get home least. or they yeah. get on body swapped. One of those two. <laughs> one or the other they can't succeed at both but yeah one or the other can happen (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i don't i don't know how normal it is to to get body swapped (laughs) in this universe probably highly unusual probably because they, they got ripped Probably. apart atom by atom, but then, yeah. I mean, I don't know where personalities are in your atoms. Like, <laughs> when they got reassembled, they just it's, uh, they just got Freaky Friday'd, like, but sci-fi yeah. Freaky Friday'd. Exactly. That's the thing, you don't need to explain exactly how it happened, because the <laughs> listener can use imagination. No, but what I'm saying is that the story <laughs> had a bit of explanation. They're like, yeah, because they got reassembled wrong. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm like, that little bit of explanation, if I had just got Freaky Friday and you told me, <laughs> yes, it is because your atoms got rearranged wrong, <laughs> I would be like, okay, and? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, but instead they were just oh. like, ah, shoot. Well. <laughs> Let's go get gas. <laughs> I think that just could be, like, by dint of Jared's characters being tending towards reasonableness. Yeah, um, yeah. Which honestly is the most fantastical element of the story. Yeah, because oh, yeah. <laughs> real people aren't yeah. that fucking reasonable. No, exactly. Um, um, plus, then there are all the yeah. other questions of, as I brought up, intimacy and. But, uh, yeah, that was a little. Yeah, definitely gotta write someone to someone. Fuck, that's gonna be getting a great used thing to do. being in another. Probably those body. two bros. There are plenty of ways it can be taken for you guys, I suppose. I don't know. Row and Wilkes. What you want to look no. at? Yes, Row and Wilkes. Go into their options. Yeah, although I still also have questions. Like you said, Ronnie got swapped with the with the computer. Yeah, but that was. I'm not sure how 
that <laughs> is Ronnie still Ronnie is still Ronnie, but Ronnie is also the computer. That was the part that I left out. Like I thought about it a lot, but I couldn't figure out how to introduce it naturally. I wanted it to be that they got swapped with the person that they were closest to so that it would like cast a, a grim uh, look at the captain and the ensign Jane. Like how, why are they so close? And why is Ronnie so close to the computer? <laughs> yeah, they all did seem I, like I said, and I, that I instantly got, I'm like, that's, that's Seth green. Yeah. Dayton is Dayton is yeah, pilot yeah. robot. That's true. Seth Green, right? Oh, yeah. The character's name. It was Seth yeah. Green, I think. <laughs> Joker. Joker. Yeah. Yeah, Joker. Joker Walking from Mass Phoenix? Effect. Oh from shit! Mass from Mass Effect. <laughs> the pilot. Yeah. He Look, man, he got to fuck that ship. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, that was my favorite part. And (laughs) I was a little bit disappointed that you... that you explained more. Because when you said... when the character said, why do I feel like my cannons are misaligned? I actually Mm. instantly got it. Um, You said a confusing feeling, to be sure. But I was like, yeah, that's... oh, wow, he has has become the ship. I... (laughs) At that point, you hadn't introduced so many characters. I yeah. thought it was really just going to be one character who is a ship, and these are the wacky adventures <laughs> of Ronnie the ship. Yeah. But then you said he was a person sitting in a seat, and so I was like, well, he can feel the ship also? So I I got a little bit confused, but I did instantly yeah. get that he got brain swapped and i was mm-hmm. i thought that that was really cool how you did that and then uh, you explicitly I, said it later and yeah. i was like well i'm i'm glad that i was right but yeah i almost felt like you didn't need to explain it yeah but i mean you also didn't catch on that he was looking at his body and not like he felt his body he saw it through the monitor of the ship so I just didn't think it was coming across quite how I wanted it to. So I but then he also left the more. ship later. Huh? But then he later left the ship to go talk to that. that no, no, I think Jonas still, came to the ship. The ship. Yeah. He um, was the ship. He his body was inhabited by the computer. Yeah. <sighs> I think I'm gonna. I, I think a character that I'm looking forward to hearing from is the actual fucking ship in Ronnie's body. I think that that has some potential for some real fun comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, like, it doesn't understand. Like, I got that functions. it happened, but I wasn't clear when you said Ronnie if it was Ronnie's body with the AI in it or the ship with Ronnie in it. I that that part I wasn't clear for a little bit. No, well, I didn't set up the ship as having an AI. I just had a... Yeah. Like, I didn't... Well, yeah, I didn't talk about it, so I didn't explain what I was thinking, but... um, Yeah. I was just thinking the body was functionally dead, like, 
it had a computer in it that was trying to run a ship while it was a person. Right. So, so it's probably just rebooting constantly. Yeah. Oh, failing to boy. reboot. <laughs> so Ronnie's going to have nobody to go back to. Well, like I well, said, I didn't go into it, so that's he up didn't to do you it. guys. So if you really wanted to do something yeah. fun with that, then there it is. My initial thought would be to have them go like, nice, I got a meat body. I'm out of here and <laughs> run away as far as possible. <laughs> That's what I would do with that character. Yeah. But then Ronnie also be like, nice, I'm a ship. And then just blast off without everyone. <laughs> yeah. I that could know. happen. I really did them. think that that was really cool. I liked yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite joke, right. my my favorite bit was the exchange between Waddlehoop and Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was that was Which part one? of the new stuff that I wrote today or this week, not today, but. And then Waddlehoop's internal monologue as well is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. Waddlehoop's like, I was just a pretty face, and now I'm not even that in this woman's <laughs> body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're on a kick recently of having characters that are unlikable. <laughs> like, like at first, yeah, I mean, Waterloo seemed reasonable, but then later you got him thinking all these things that I'm like, oh, don't don't think <laughs> that. Like he called. Not only did he say that she wasn't pretty. But he referred to her, he's like, I'm stuffed in this girl's body. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. even referring to her oh. as a person or a woman. No. Calls her a girl. Like, yeah. I don't I mean, they're mercenaries, I guess, so yeah. they gotta be a little bit rough around the edges. And he's also dumb as fuck. So. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, because he's the face. All them points went into charisma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unlike what people will tell you, being charismatic does not make you smart. <laughs> eh. I don't know. I I will. Uh, when I dump points into RPG characters, I always put points into charisma. That is definitely yeah. way more important. People will just hand you a free magic dagger. <laughs> Thanks for the arrows, kid. Thanks for picking up arrows for 10 cents at the shop for me. Here's a magic fucking dagger. <laughs> I lo just Plus like the cut of your jib. if you put enough points into charisma, then you don't have to kill uh, the Krogan. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. If you go in yeah, far enough in, down... If you go... Um, persuade, or like, if you go good guy, you can talk Rex out of turning on you and you can prevent uh, your companions from killing him and then he comes back in the third game yeah oh yeah okay I I wasn't sure at what point you were talking about I thought you were talking about in the third game no in the okay. first game okay yeah I, I had a bit of a confusing run through because I played as a as a, a aggressive red carry renegade right renegade, yeah yeah i played renegade mostly but i also just mostly did things the way that i thought would actually work most of the time yeah 
Um, so like, even though I was renegade, I didn't kill the whole uh, human <laughs> council or whatever. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next time with part two from Todd. And um, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or Spotify or your podcasting network of choice. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.